News Talk 580 CFRA presents the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero. And we are ready and set to go. We hope you are as well. Bring it on. Lots to talk about tonight here on the Employment Law Show. Alex, uh, indeed, standing by and uh, ready to uh, to rip it up big time. The uh, the number six one three five two one talk six one three five two one talk. Lines are open. Bring it on. We're going to talk about a few things tonight. Uh, maybe get to some emails and uh, the topics uh, are going to be. Uh, among others, when employment law can help, or an employment lawyer rather, and then how to preserve your workplace rights. But the the, the focus, if you'll uh, if you'll go along with us here, is uh, it has been for the last several weeks or a couple weeks anyway. COVID nineteen and the pitfalls of trying to navigate that particular uh, ocean of confusion when it comes to your workplace, your job. If you've been let go or laid off or uh, told to, to go home because you're non-essential, etc., etc., bring it on. You're confused about it. This is the one place you want to get your questions answered. You don't want to ask Steve, your next-door neighbor. He's not going to tell you diddly. Or he's not going to tell you stuff that's true. So don't listen to him. Call us. 613-521-TALK is the number. Bring it on. We'll talk about that. And as you sit there and wait uh, by the phone for uh, for your chance to get on air and ask your questions, you can go to covidrights.com. There is tons of information there. And there's also a little section there on how to navigate the CERB, which has been a question in everybody's mind lately, so bring that on as well, covidrights.ca. But the phone lines are open. We're ready to go, 613-521-TALK. Alex, how has your, uh, your week been, pal? Hey, John. Thanks very much. Great to be here. It's been uh, it's been a busy start to the week. Lots of people uh-huh. contacting us with questions, uh, as usual, using the Pocket Employment Lawyer at uh, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the CERB calculator, which is a great little tool uh, our firm created to uh, to give people a resource to figure out whether they'd qualify for the emergency response benefit. You know, uh, people have questions, John, whether it's workplace safety, termination, severance pay, temporary layoffs. Uh, you know, COVID-19, of course, the CERB, and, you know, obviously, you know, difficult situations, John, all, all around, but, you know, I, I think people asking questions like that is great. Uh, you know, we always encourage people to contact us, seek out that help, seek out that information and the advice that they need to, to solve their workplace problems. So, you know, whether whether uh, you want to call in live on, on the show, which would be great, uh, great for us and great for all of our listeners out there, mm-hmm. or if you want to contact us off air at the office, However you want to get a hold of us, email, whatnot, you know, the important thing is that if you have questions about your workplace, if you're dealing with an issue at work, whether it's COVID-19 related or not, you need to get advice immediately. These conversations, these resolutions, they can't wait. It's just going to get worse yeah. the longer these kinds of things fester. And, and obviously, the more information and knowledge you have uh, as an employee or an employer, for that matter, the more mm-hmm. protection, the more protected you are, the more prepared you're going to be to deal with, with a workplace issue. And so... You know, uh, it's important to remember, John, you know, employment law hasn't changed since this entire fiasco started. Uh, You know, we're still here talking about the same things, uh, talking about some new things as well, uh, COVID-related, but employment law certainly hasn't been suspended or rewritten uh, in a situation like this. Employers are still obligated to, you know, meet their expectations and their obligations. Employees still have the same rights and responsibilities in the workplace. And, you know, especially for those businesses that are still operating, still considered essential, you know, the rules remain the rules. The rules haven't changed when it comes to temporary layoffs, when it comes to severance, you name it. Uh, You know, employees need to know what those rights are. They need to know what options they have in their particular situation. So, 
you know, with all of that said, hopefully we have lots of callers calling into the show this evening. John, I've, I've got a couple of matters that I want to talk about that came across my desk last week, but I'll okay. leave it up to you today. Uh, John, what shall we do? Shall we get to the calls or shall we uh, start with the week that was? I think uh, I think any of the calls would be uh, would be a good plan. By the way, Alex did mention the reach-out number uh, off-air. That is 1-855-821-5900. The email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. But uh, right here and now, 613-521-TALK. We'll get to your matters in, uh, in a moment here, pal. Let's get to uh, to Trish. She's been, she's been hanging on for a minute or two. Good evening, Trish. How are you? Good, thank you. Great. What's your concern? Well, I was um, offered a one-year contract with the federal government, and I was supposed to start on April 1st. And my supervisor called me and told me that I wouldn't be able to start, that I would still have a job, but the start date would have to be later because obviously they're working from home and there's no one to train me nor is there anywhere for me to go to be trained. Mm -hmm. And I gave up a full-time permanent job to get in the government. And, uh, like, I had all my security clearance. Everything is done. I've signed the contract, but I'm sort of in limbo now. And I wondered if I have any recourse or if I just have to wait because it's that's just inevitable you know, the situation with COVID-19 happened and I'm just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, very interesting situation, uh, Trish, and I appreciate you reaching out because I think it's a it's a question that you definitely need answered. And so here's my take. Here's my take on it. So if 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 the employer, in mm-hmm. this case the federal government, if they're advising you that you know, listen, due to the current situation, uh, we can't have you start the contract uh, right away for the reasons that you mentioned. But don't worry, we're going to honor it. We just have to push it back. I actually would say that that's probably a, a, a reasonable response. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. Uh, as compared to, and if, for example, they withdrew the contract altogether, so if they said, sorry, we, we have to withdraw our offer, we have to withdraw this position, that's that's a, a bit more of a complicated situation because that could potentially be called what we call negligent misrepresentation, meaning they promised you something and then took it back. You might actually have some legal recourse there, but if they're simply pushing it back rather than withdrawing it entirely, Again, given the circumstances, that may very well be a perfectly reasonable and, and legal solution. Now, uh, and that doesn't make you really feel any better. I don't think it would for me, at least, Trish, because the difficulty, I guess, is especially if you've just resigned the previous employment, uh, that you're now without income. You're now without a job. And that's, you know, that's potentially a big problem. And, and here's the, the interesting angle, I think, uh, to, to this argument, which is that uh, you are effectively not working because of this situation, because of COVID-19 and, and the pandemic. And uh, if you can uh, satisfy the government that you haven't earned income in the past 14 days and that you've earned at least $5,000 in 2019, which I suspect you have, mm-hmm. uh, then you would potentially qualify for the CERB benefit, the, uh, the emergency response benefit, because you are not working, di- working directly as a result of COVID-19. Now, your situation is a little different because you haven't lost your job. You just haven't no. started your new job. But the, the, you know, the reality remains the same. You're not earning any income. You're not working. So I would, if it's been two weeks or if you're in the middle of that two-week or 14-day period in which you're not earning any income, mm-hmm. go online, apply for CERB. I would be actually quite shocked if you didn't accept it or if you weren't accepted for it. Yeah. Okay. That's great. 
Thank you, Trish. Appreciate uh, your time. Thank you very much, and enjoy the rest of uh, of your evening. We'll take a uh, quick break here. Might as well do that before we get into a couple uh, matters you want to take care of and more of the phone calls. So we'll get the break over with first. In the meantime, 613-521-TALK. Call just like that. Get your questions answered like Trish did. This is the time you want to do it, especially if it's COVID-19, CERB-focused. I know, scratching your head. How the hell do I navigate this? You call Alex. You call the station right now. 613-521-TALK. Employment Law Show right here. News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero on News Talk 580 CFRA. And we are back and uh, ready for your phone calls. Bring them on, 613-521-TALK. We talk about uh, regular employment matters like we have done for years on this show with Alex. But uh, that's because your employment rights are still uh, robust and still there. That has not been canceled or put on hold because of COVID-19. You still have employment rights that are uh, that are there and still functional. But some things are confusing when it comes to COVID-19 and this coronavirus, when it comes to being an employee or an employer. So uh, both angles, bring it on. would love to talk to you. You want to reach out through email, it is help at employmentlawyer.ca. But uh, right here and now, 613-521-TALK. In that regard, we'll move on to uh, to Gary, who's been hanging on. Gary, uh, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you, folks? Good, pal. What's uh, what's on your mind? Well, the question is, uh, self-employed individual, mm-hmm. and I've heard stories. Uh, I'm not at this point right now where the CERB is absolutely necessary, but I'm seeing it creeping up slowly. Um, yeah. Now, my income has uh, dramatically gone down. Uh, I have savings and stuff like that, so um, I'm down. Uh, I'm down half my income. Now, if I go ahead and take this, but I have as a self-employed individual, I have contractual. I have a couple of clients that have contracts, and uh, the amount, the work I do for them is in the morning, and uh, it takes about half an hour to do both of them. But I'm contractually obliged to keep uh, supplying the client. Uh, could I could I qualify? Yeah, and this is, uh, this is, Gary, one of the blind spots of the CERB benefit and something that hopefully our government is going to be uh, reviewing. And they, you know, they said they'd be reviewing this uh, in the weeks to come, but uh, that, that it's been some time already and we haven't received any news, which is a little worrying. But as it stands right now, uh, Gary, if you're continuing to earn income, even if it's half, even if it's 10 or 5% of what you were previously earning, obviously that's that, that's a huge, huge cut in your compensation as a self-employed individual. And, and it's you know almost impossible, if not impossible, to make ends meet in a situation like that. You wouldn't qualify for the CERB benefit because you have to be earning zero income. Yeah. And zero means zero for at least 14 days. And then every time you report which is on a monthly basis, you have to again confirm that you have received zero income. So if you're earning even a little bit of money from those contracts, I hate to say it, and you know, but as it stands right now, you're currently out of luck. You wouldn't qualify for the benefit. So the only option I would have is to have somebody else do those contracts for me and pay them 100%. That would be a, that would be an option. Uh, if that means that you're earning zero, then that's maybe that that's maybe a workaround uh, that that can benefit you. Yeah. Probably, yeah. The only thing I can see right now. 
Yeah, you're Thank basically you subcontracting out, uh, subcontracting out the work in that respect. Thanks, yeah. Gary. Appreciate uh, appreciate the call. Let us know what happens uh, moving forward. Uh, you want to reach out, by the way, for more information. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll put you in touch with uh, Alex anytime. And for the foreseeable future, covidrights.ca is a good website. It's uh, well, as it mentions, as it, as it's called, covidrights.ca talks about COVID rights and uh, COVID nineteen and the coronavirus, and also a section on the CERB and how to navigate that and what it all means. You can go there anytime or you can call us here right now, 613-521-TALK, also a good plan. you got a couple of things you want to do uh, cover off now that we got a, a bit of a downtime between calls, pal. What's up? Yeah, I wanted to talk about a couple of matters, uh, uh, John. I mean, uh, you mm-hmm. know, we always start the show with the week that was, and I think uh, these, the, you know, these examples and and uh, you know these situations that we talk about are great examples for our listeners out there, and there are always a couple of lessons to be learned when it comes to these situations. So, first matter I wanted to chat about was uh, a gentleman I spoke to, actually seventy six years old, uh, in in rip roaring shape. This gentleman, uh, uh, John, he he was as mm-hmm. as sharp as a tack. When I spoke to him, and and uh, really nice guy as well, so happy that uh, happy that he reached out and, and connected. He was laid off uh, from his employment, not related to COVID, but he was laid off in in November of last year, so November 2019. Had been with the company for 20 years, never laid off before, didn't have any kind of employment contract that allowed the company to lay him off. And they basically said, you know, listen, work's light. We're going to lay you off. Uh, you know, maybe you want to think about retiring at some point in the future, but we'll call you back to work uh, when 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 there's more work to do or if there's more work to do. Well, initially, and, and I just spoke to this gentleman this, this last week. Initially, he thought, all right, well, I guess the company will call me back and I'll just kind of sit around and, and, and wait. And time went on and time went on. And he started to kind of question, well, you know, is the company ever going to call me back again? What's going on with these guys? And then he reached out to me. And by that, that point in time, it had already been, you know, at least three months or so, uh, since he was laid off. Uh, and he also mentioned the retirement comment to me, to, to me. And, and here's what I told him. I said, well, number one, uh, you know, your layoff has gone, uh, on long enough now, more than 13 weeks that is, that you can consider it a deemed termination. It is now formally a termination. Uh, in most cases, after 13 weeks of a temporary layoff, an employee is going to be deemed to have been terminated as per the Employment Standards Act if they're not recalled back to work. So this gentleman, whether the company likes it or not, his employment has been terminated and he's owed severance pay. He's going to be owed severance pay based upon his 20 years of service his age uh, of 76 at the time that he was terminated, and he was a driver with the company. Um, so based on those factors, uh, John, he's looking at a significant severance package. I mean, I, I assessed his, his package as, as being in the 20-month range uh, nice. as reasonable severance. 20 months, John, not yeah. 20 weeks yep. uh, or, or, or two weeks for that matter. But, uh, you know, it's a considerable amount of money for him and money that he's going to need because he's now without a job and without pay whatsoever and in an impossible job market effectively. Uh, the other matter, the other item I mentioned that and pointed out to him is that, you know, a company mentioning retirement like that to a 76 year old and said, you know, hey, we're laying you off. Maybe you want to just consider retiring is potentially, and, and I would say almost likely discrimination on, uh, under the human rights code. You cannot lay off an employee or terminate an employee or treat an employee differently because of their age. And if that's what's happened in this situation, because this gentleman is 76 and maybe closer to retirement than he is to, to the beginning of his career, that's not that's not right. That's a that's discrimination. That's a violation of the human rights code. And you know this this gentleman now has the option of pursuing those additional damages yep. if he so chooses. And, and you know there are a couple of important lessons 
to that situation. We're going to be helping this individual now obtain the severance that he's owed and potentially the additional damages uh, uh, that he's owed. And it's it's an example, uh, John, of, uh, of an employer not handling a situation like this properly. Yeah. If they really wanted uh, to end this gentleman's employment, they could have uh, easily done so by offering the proper amount of severance and sending him on his merry way. It didn't. They temporarily laid him off, didn't call him back, that in and of itself causes damage, and they also kind of kick them on the way out by by referring to a retirement instead of them just letting him go. Wow, big ball of wrong right there. They they should know. They should listen to the show. Is what they should have done. They should, they should certainly to the listen better. to the show, or they should have certainly at least obtained legal advice before they made that yeah. call. And I, you know, I'd be I'd be absolutely shocked if they did. I think they were flying, uh, uh, making these decisions off the cuff. One of the things we want to cover here tonight in between the phone calls, the number, by the way, 613-521-TALK to call in about any of these matters, including COVID-19 and CERB and all that confusion. That's why Alex is here. He can answer them. Um, when an employment lawyer can help, it should be a smaller list when they can't help. I mean, God, they can do everything for you when it comes to this uh, particular matter is concerned. But number one is this, when you've been let go from your job with or without cause, right? Yeah, and that's and that's a pretty obvious one. And I wanted to talk yeah. about this topic, John, be, be, because uh, you know, not to not to self-aggrandize here, but but uh, you know, we've been helping a lot of people out through this situation. We've been answering a lot of questions and pointing people in the right direction. And and uh, you know, I'm really proud of our firm and our you know the employment lawyers in general for for uh, helping out as best they can in, in a, what is a very difficult situation for anyone uh, involved and and what's affecting workplaces tremendously. So, you know, yeah, I, I mean, the, the obvious task that comes to mind when you're thinking of an employment lawyer is if you are ever let go from your job, regardless of the reason, quite frankly, whether it's just simply a, a reorganization or whether you've been let go due to some misconduct or poor performance, you absolutely need to speak with an employment lawyer at that point uh, in time because either you need to consider the severance package that the company is offering and almost always john companies will try and lowball the severance package and try and and get a good deal out of the transaction get a good business deal for themselves and pay the employee as little as possible uh or otherwise again if the employee has been let go as a result of some sort of alleged misconduct or due to poor performance an employer might be offering zero as severance or zero as notice and that's a huge right. problem as well it's really really difficult to let an employee go without cause or, or excuse me without any kind of severance uh, mm-hmm. or without any kind of, of notice it's it is the rare rare exception to termination uh, of employment and so a lot of employers get that stuff wrong a lot of employers will allege what we call just cause or cause for termination when they don't actually have cause and an employer an employment lawyer can give you that advice uh, and help you get the severance that you're actually owed. So that's that's item number one, and I would say probably top of the list as far as what employment lawyers can do for you. And also, and also the fact that I mean, you you want to go at this on your own, you can you can sure as hell try, but you're not going to get very far, especially with a very large company of, uh, that has a very robust and sophisticated HR group. I mean, you're, hey, I want more money, okay, and I want more money. Like you, you know, until you bring a lawyer in a legal case before them, it, it's it, it's it doesn't hold a lot of water, does it? Yeah, and it's not necessarily fair, uh, John, but that is the way it works. I mean, almost yeah. always employers will not take counter offers or, or, or revised offers from employees uh, seriously. They need it to come from that lawyer. 
and and mm-hmm. the reason why is because there are, you know there are legal uh, issues and legal analyses that we pull put into play you know tools in our tool belt so to speak that we can use uh, to argue for an increased package or to argue uh, various issues and and you know that's important and that's not necessarily something that a employee an employee could do on their own. Chris, we see you there uh, standing by on the phone line. We will get to you after a short break and some news. In the meantime, you want to call through the same way, 613-521-TALK. Right back at it after a short break. Employment Law Show, News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Luchaferro on News Talk 580 CFRA. And welcome back to it, indeed. Six one three five two one talk. Six one three five two one talk to call the uh, the show now. Talk to Alex. You want to do it after the show? No problem. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred would be the number. Anytime, go to covidrights.ca and uh, lots of information about COVID rights or coronavirus, how it affects you and uh, your work life for sure. Chris, want to get to Chris here. Thanks for hanging on, Chris. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Great. What's uh, what's on your mind? Well, I'm a small business owner and uh, really care about my my staff. Uh, unfortunately, uh, revenue dropped to zero, and uh, as per uh, you know was available, uh, temporary layoff due to lack of work. Obviously, hoping to hire one back as soon as possible. Um, and my my understanding of employment law is uh, not that great, but I've heard that after a certain number of weeks that severance needs to be paid by the employer to the employees. Uh, do we know, is, there going to, is that true, and is there going to be any reprieve from this sort of uh, law um, for employers looking to rehire uh, if this emergency, state of emergency goes on longer than what we all hope? Yeah, and I appreciate you reaching out, Chris, because I think it's important for uh, business owners and, and, you know, whether it's small, medium, or large-sized businesses to know this kind of uh, of stuff. Uh, if I could first ask the question, uh, Chris, do you know if you're considered an essential or non-essential business? Non-essential. Non-essential business. Okay, so in a situation like that, and and the risk here is that regardless of the economic situation, uh, employers may not necessarily be allowed to temporarily lay off their employees. We, we've said this time and time again uh, mm-hmm. on the show, I mean, for years, but especially over the past few weeks, uh, temporary layoffs aren't in and of themselves illegal. You need the employee's consent uh, and you need it to be either an implied term of their employment uh, or a written term of their employment. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, in your situation, because you're a non-essential business and have effectively been ordered to kind of shut down, you would be allowed to temporarily lay off your employees as you have. Uh, okay. However, uh, you're right to point out that there is a time limit here. Uh, unless the employees have uh, some sort of health benefits coverage through an insurance company uh, plan that they're that they're continuing to be covered by, uh, then y- they have uh, the right to be laid off for a maximum for no more than 13 weeks. Mm-hmm. And so, from the date that you laid them off, if you cannot reemploy them at the 13-week mark, that exact date. Uh, then that is a deemed termination under the Employment Standards Act, and you would owe those employees uh, severance. Now, mm. I haven't heard at all from our provincial government uh, or any other government entity, for that matter, about extending that timeline, and I don't think that's realistic or that will happen, 
Chris, so I wouldn't bank on that somehow being extended mm-hmm. through legislation. Uh, my hope, of course, is that, you know, uh, th- this situation passes, uh, you know, sooner rather than later and maybe in the next couple of one- months so that you can call your your employees back to work, you know, mm-hmm. with, let's say within a couple of months of, of having been uh, laid off. But I would mark in my calendar with a big red asterisk and, and a circle around it, that 13-week mark. Uh, and if you haven't returned or recalled, rather, your employees uh, back at that point in time, uh, you know, I'd encourage you to get some legal advice uh, uh, with respect to what your next steps are and, um, and potentially what severance packages you might owe them. Uh, seems a bit punitive to the employer, though. It's, uh, I thought maybe there'd be something in there when this is government-ordered. Um, but uh, I guess yeah. uh, based on your expertise, uh, unfortunately, uh, the employer is uh, unfairly on the hook. Yeah. Well, listen, there there are programs out there. I'm sure you've explored them uh, yourself. Even as a small business owner, if you're not earning earning any income at this time, there, there, you know, you individually can apply for the CERB benefit. There are some wage subsidy benefits out there that could yeah. cover some of the pay of your employees. That's right. That's right. Well, I need the two thousand dollars a month to live off of too. But no, that's for I, sure. I, 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 I hear I you hope there. We all get, I hope we all get passes. I'm, I'm th- thank you for your your time. I'm, I, I, you know, I couldn't navigate the websites and information myself, but I appreciate the clarity on that. And hopefully, uh, God willing, uh, we all move beyond this. Pleasure, yeah, Chris, Chris uh, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. I know it's tough uh, for everybody, and especially employees for sure, because like, you know, you know, as he says, he's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. He doesn't want to do this, but he's forced to. But you know, after uh, as many weeks, uh, employment laws do kick in, so they just gotta gotta navigate it, man. It's it's tough for sure. Chris, follow up with us when this is over. See how it goes. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You have time to call the radio station, ask your questions, uh, just like that. Get some things cleared up for yourself. Whether you're an employer like Chris or whether you're an employee that's no longer working or think it might be uh, coming down the pike that you're going to lose your gig because of COVID-19, all fair game, 613-521-TALK is the way you do that. When an employer lawyer can help, a phone call just like that, which is significant changes have been made to your job without your permission, like a layoff or a pay cut or a relocation, stuff like that, right? Yeah, exactly. So the first, you know, the 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 kind of bread and butter of our work, uh, John, is dealing with terminations and severance packages and whatnot. But but almost just uh, just as popular, uh, the the questions and and the people that we speak to uh, are, are people that uh, have had big changes to their work. Either they're they, they've been forced to change position, or they're taking pay cuts, or right. uh, you know, as we've mentioned uh, in this show, they've been temporarily laid off. Any kind of significant change to the terms of your employment is potentially a problem for an employer. An employer cannot, and I was just mentioning this with respect to temporary layoffs, but more generally speaking, an employer cannot make a significant or substantial change to terms of employment without that employee's consent. They cannot force a major change to the employment relationship. If they try and do that unilaterally, meaning if they try and force that change without the employee's consent, that's potentially, you know, uh, basically a breach of contract. You're essentially breaching the employment relationship and the implied terms of the employment relationship by changing it in such a significant way. That, that would give the employee the right to reject that change. An employee doesn't have to go along with a significant change to their terms of employment. It it gives that employee the right to either say, well, accept the change or alternatively walk away and obtain yeah. a severance package, effectively treat themselves as being terminated, uh, resign their employment and obtain a severance package. That's what we call a constructive dismissal. Um, now, 
what we're seeing with respect to COVID is we're seeing lots and lots of temporary layoffs that are exactly this. They're a significant uh, unilateral change that's being imposed by the employer. They're saying, we're temporarily laying you off. There's nothing in contract of employment that says that we're allowed to do this. You've never been temporarily laid off before, but we're deciding to do this anyways. And whether you like it or not, you're not showing up to work tomorrow. That is a constructive dismissal. That's a big problem, at least for essential businesses out there that are still operating. That is a significant change to the terms of employment. And you need an employment lawyer to, to, uh, to kind of walk you through that process. An employer is not going to pay you a severance package out of the blue because you consider a change to be significant. Number one, it actually has to be significant. It has to be a fundamental term of your employment. Uh, and, and number two, there's a way to go about this. You have to reach out to the company in the proper way and through the proper uh, through the proper mechanisms in in order to assert a claim like this. For all those employees out there, you don't you know if you think you're dealing with a constructive dismissal at work, you don't want to just quit on the spot and then speak to an employment lawyer a week later. Please don't quit your job. Speak with an employment lawyer first. Um, but there are other examples of constructive dismissals that we see yep. all the time. You mentioned one of them yourself, John, which is relocations. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've spoken to people where their office is moving across the city, and you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not it's not a huge deal. But a re- relocation across a city like Ottawa is a significant change to the terms of employment. It's going to be a huge problem potentially for that employee to now have to drive or, or you know, God forbid, take public transportation yeah. in the city yeah. uh, across the city, whereas previously maybe you know they were working five minutes away from home. Listen, that's a significant change. A reduction in hours, um, a reduction in pay, of course, can also be considered mm-hmm. significant changes. And this is happening lots and lots right now with COVID-19 and with the economic uh, recession. I hate to use right. the word that we're that we're heading into as a result of all of this. Lots of employees uh, are are receiving pay cuts. Lots of employees are being temporarily laid off. And a lot of those situations, John, whether employers want to hear it or not, a lot of those situations are going to be constructive dismissals. We'll get to one more of those and our phone calls as well. Uh, before we uh, break here, I want to get to this one quickly. An issue arises with the pregnancy or maternity leave. Don't mess with mama. That's the rule, right? That is our motto. It's on our coffee cups and it's <laughs> uh, it, it's printed in large print in our offices. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, if you're dealing and, and uh, you know, we speak to – uh, to women all the time that are, that have been let go, uh, either having just announced their pregnancy mm-hmm. or coming back from maternity leave, they're advised that they don't have a position to come back to, and that is always a huge red flag uh, for employers and employees in that situation. Uh, uh, yeah. John, there are very very strict rules around parental leaves and maternity leaves under the Employment Standards Act. An employee has to be brought back to work after a leave. Uh, even if their position has been abolished, even if you know you're a receptionist and the company has gotten rid of reception, that employer has an obligation to look for a comparable position within the company. It's not as easy as just saying, you know what, we like the replacement better, so we're going to let you go. That's a huge, huge violation of the Employment Standards Act, human rights violation, and so you know another uh, another big one that comes up uh, when people need to be speaking with uh, an employment lawyer. Uh, parental leaves, maternity leaves. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. We'll take a short break. Uh, we'll just get to uh, Shana after the short break. And uh, you as well. You still got time. Oh, yes, you do. 613-521-TALK is the way to call through. It's the Employment Law Show. It's on News Talk 580 CFRA.
Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero on News Talk 580 CFRA. And back indeed, 613-521-TALK to uh, ask your questions for the remainder of our time here. you got some time, so feel free to give us a call to reach out to Alex uh, with email, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Moving on to Shana. Shana, thank you for uh, for standing by. How are you tonight? I'm good, thank you, and how are you? Great. We're, uh, we're hanging in there. Social distance, <laughs> all that good stuff. Uh, what's yeah. your question? So I am, I currently, well, I've been laid off. I was working for an insurance company and um, I was temporarily laid off due to COVID. Uh, I went to get a prescription filled recently and it noticed it was a lot more than normal. And when I look at my um, prescription receipt, I see that my benefits have been discontinued. Uh, the conversation was never uh, communicated to me and medications is something very expensive for me. So I, I just wanted to know if there's a legality there or how I should go about it. Yeah, there is, uh, Shana. So, I mean, the first thing I'll say is, is, uh, and again, we've been kind of preaching this over the past few weeks and, and uh, if not the past few years, uh, you know, employers aren't necessarily allowed to temporarily lay off their employees. So if that's something mm-hmm. that you take, you know, particular exception to, you might have some some options there and, and uh, some recourse. Mm-hmm. Um, it may depend on what's in your employment contract or, or whether you've been temporarily laid off before. Uh, but you shouldn't just take the temporary layoff a, as a given, as something that an employer is absolutely allowed to do as a matter of right. They're not. They might require your consent uh, to do so. I know that insurance companies are considered essential employers, so business goes on, uh, you know, more or, more or less as as usual, maybe from home, working remotely. And, and so, in a case like that, a temporary layoff may very well be illegal. Uh, now, having said that, and if you know, for example, let's say you choose to accept. Uh, the layoff, and ultimately that's that's your choice. Um, an employer doesn't need to provide benefits coverage during a temporary layoff period. Okay. So the fact that they've discontinued your benefits isn't necessarily illegal. Uh, mm-hmm. That that's perfectly legal to do. However, what that means is that your maximum layoff period. Uh, is mm-hmm. limited to 13 weeks. So because the company has not continued your benefits coverage, mm-hmm. uh, they can only continue your layoff for a maximum of 13 weeks, at which okay. point they would have to either recall you or your employment would be terminated uh, You know, at the 13-week-in-one-day mark. Okay. Um, if they would have continued your benefits and they had the option to do it, although, again, they weren't necessarily obligated to do it, they could have laid you off for much longer. They could have laid you off for as long as 35 weeks if they would have continued your benefits. So, uh, you know, I don't think you can contest the fact that they've uh, not continued your benefits coverage here. I think you're going to have to take what that one on the chin, yeah. so to speak. But okay. I do think you have maybe a larger decision here, which is do I even want to accept this temporary layoff? at all. Okay. Um, is that something you've given any thought to, Shana? So the, the, the position I'm in is not, I'm, I'm a receptionist, so I'm unable to, I, I have to be there and there was just not enough work for me to do. So they basically told me that they are temporarily laying me off. As of um, three weeks ago, I was, I was told in email that I, I am laid off and uh, wasn't given any choice in that matter. And, mm-hmm. um, because I don't, I don't have any work that it requires contact, face-to-face contact. Um, but the, can I ask how long is, you've been with the company, Shannon? Uh, for over three years. And if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? 
I am 27. You're 27 years old. So, you know, if you decided, and, and listen, I, I hear you, and obviously as a receptionist, uh, you know, it might be difficult to be doing, to be, you know, to, to do that work if you're not physically yeah. there in the office. I, I certainly get that. I, I don't think, quite frankly, that's a good enough uh, reason to justify uh, the layoff. But, you know, having mm-hmm. said that, the decision you'd have to make is, listen, either I accept this layoff at which point it becomes a term of my employment. That's the risk here. The risk is that if you accept it now, uh, you know, and and let's say something happens next year uh, Mm -hmm. after you're called back to work, they may be able to temporarily lay you off off again and you wouldn't have any recourse the second time. That's the danger. That's the difficulty with accepting a layoff like like, uh, this. Your alternative would be to consider it a permanent termination and, uh, you know, as uh, as a receptionist uh, in their late 20s who's been there three years, you're probably looking at something like three months of pay as a severance package. So that's what you have to kind of weigh up against accepting the temporary layoff. You you may ultimately decide that, you know what, I'll stick with the layoff and, and kind of see what happens uh, in the longer term. The decision is, of course, yours, but it, it is a, you know, more or less a black and white decision. There's no... You know, unfortunately, there there's mm-hmm. no common ground here. There's no gray no. area where you can say, okay, well, maybe the company pays me a little bit, but I don't, but but you know, to hold me over over the layoff, it doesn't work like that. It's really either you accept it or you don't, and and you'd be owed a severance package, and and you know, that's effectively it. Okay, and then if I if I went with the um the the layoff option of being um you know um option number two. How should I go about that and approach that if I decide that this be more of a permanent layoff in this situation? I think the best way to do it, and listen, this is going to sound self-serving, but but it, but it is it, it isn't. I I don't think you'd make any inroads yourself, uh, Shana, and I don't mean that mm-hmm. personally. You or any other employment employee, for that matter. You know, if if you go to the company and say, you know, I'm not accepting this, I want a severance package, they'll probably say, well, too bad. You know that's not an option that's on the table. So the way I would mm-hmm. I would do it is to have an employment lawyer contact the company. Doesn't have to be threatening. Doesn't have to be overly uh, aggressive. You're simply standing up for your legal entitlements and saying I don't agree to this uh, layoff. And, and actually, you could present them an option. You can say, listen, either you call me back to work immediately and pay me for the time that I've you know that I've missed, pay me for my back pay effectively, or mm-hmm. alternatively, treat this as a termination. Give me a severance package, and I'll be on my uh, merry way. I would have an employment lawyer uh, do that on your behalf. And, okay. you know, the law is relatively straightforward. So I imagine one way or another, uh, you'd get a, resol- a resolution here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, something to think about and, and consider because, you know, and this is what I tell all the people that I speak to with respect to temporary layoffs. It, it is a pretty kind of heavy, big tool that an employer can hold over an employee. You know, being mm-hmm. able to send someone home for three months or seven months uh, you know, uh, over a given period of time and to be able to do that year in, year out, kind of as they please, that yeah. is a lot of power and, 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 and uh, you know, a, a huge right that an employee is giving uh, up. And you don't want to be doing that lightly. You don't want to be just doing that at least blindly. If you're going to go mm-hmm. into that and accept that, at least know what you're giving up. And in a yeah. situation like this, you'd be giving up, you know, again, your current uh, your current severance package, but also the ability to refuse a temporary layoff in the future. Okay, um, and then if I if I were to go with that option, um, how if I if I wanted you to help me with something like that, how would I go about contacting you um, outside of here? John will give you uh, the number. Please give us okay. a call. I'd be happy to chat. 
uh, off air and we can get in, in into more uh, detail so just uh, once you once you hang up the line uh, just listen out for uh, for the number and uh, give us a call in the morning Shane, appreciate your time. Uh, good call making the call. And, yeah, reaching out is simple. I'll give it to you right now. If you got a pen, it's uh, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900 or simply help at employmentlawyer.ca. That will uh, put you in touch with Alex and get the ball rolling, uh, deciding uh, what to do. Maybe a little more advice on that uh, in that front, and you can make the uh, the final decision. But yeah, that's it's it's funny you, you say that. You know that is a, that is a big weapon they can they can get a hold of if you if you let them do it one time, and then after that they do it again and do it again, and you know ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. As far as I'm yeah, concerned, I wouldn't and let listen, them do John, it. I'll put my I'll put my employer hat on right now and say, you know what? It is a great tool for for employers, and that's why when we're drafting employment contracts for employers, a lot of times we'll insert that language into an employment contract that yeah. gives that employer the right to temporarily lay off. But uh, you know, if it's in black and white like that, and the employee uh, understands what they're accepting when they accept employment with that company, then it's very clear it's all on the table. But the way employers are doing it now, in you know, giving zero notice. Uh, having nothing written in contract, not asking for the employee's consent, that's not a legal termination. That's not the way you you, yeah. you, you have to do it. And as a result of that, employees are going to be owed severance. And that's why, you know, if you're ever uh, given an employment contract, you uh, you take it to a guy like yourself and have you look at it first before you sign anything because if it's more than a paragraph, if it's 10 pages, guaranteed there's going to be some stuff in there you're not going to be happy about. You've got a problem if that's the case. Yeah, that's right, John. you got it. Done for another night, pal. Good work, and uh, thank you for all of your calls. You want to reach out in these uh, confusing and, uh, you know, just as d- they're dreadful times, really. COVID-19 is, is wreaking havoc with the job market and people's uh, jobs. And where they go from here, you can reach out to Alex in that regard. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. The phone call, make it, keep that number. Help at employmentlawyer.ca, and I keep plugging it. Covidrights.ca is a great website as well. Thanks for your time. We'll catch you again right here. Employment Law Show, News Talk five eighty CFRA.